Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. (laughs) And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us again, everyone, on Wine Wednesday. Everyone raise your glass to get started. Cheers. 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 Drink. Mm. Drink. Okay. Anything else? Drink. Look at (laughs) it. Oh my gosh. So here we are once again. And, you know, we are going to be goofy as usual and juicy as usual. (laughs) And we just don't know what kind of juice comes out. (laughs) What about the juice coming out? It might be sour, sweet. Oh, you never know. A little raunchy. don't even know where to begin. I don't know what to say. I'm a little tongue-tied today. I I normally, the words just flow, but I'm a little bit not sure. So I'm just going to kick us off, you know, welcoming everyone. And today, Amy is going to be doing a little update on her self. Uh, The the suspense. (laughs) What is she going to talk about? So, Amy, take it away. We love you. (laughs) We love you. We love you. Um, Let's see. I was trying to think all week, like, how do I go into this? But um, I will just start from the beginning. So this is about my one-year kind of anniversary, so to speak, to an injury that has literally changed my life and not necessarily for the better. So... Um, July 5th of last year, I was walking out of bowling, uh, like at 1130 at night. It was on a Tuesday and as we were, it was a big group of us and I was walking out of these double glass doors into a parking garage and everybody was behind me. And as we were walking out of these glass doors within like a minute, maybe, A lot of things happened, but basically a truck screeched into the parking garage and some guys were laughing and threw out a mortar into the parking garage that, of course, went off in the parking garage. And had it not been the 4th of July the day before, it sounded like a bomb. Like my husband said, I would have ducked, I would have grabbed you and ducked had it not been the 4th of July the day before. But we knew that, and so... So you said a mortar, like, what do you mean? Like, a mortar is one of those fireworks that explodes in the air, like one of the illegal ones in our our state. That they buy in Washington. That they buy in Washington, yes. And it, they let it off, they, it, we, I saw the vehicle, it was like a yellowish cream truck, um because I'm taller than everybody else and I could see (laughs) above like the walkway 
but it screeched out and um, it was so loud. I'm not joking. I felt like my brain blew up in my head. Wow. It was so horrible. I never heard anything so loud. And I, my, I remember grabbing like the left side of my head. I have a history of headaches and migraines. They are on the left side. And this happened on the left side of my head like so you heard it like so I heard it from the left side and it I I mean it it literally is like when a firework goes off in your head and all of a sudden within seconds I felt like my head was mush um I did end up driving home I didn't I just thought it was like super loud and of course you know nothing you don't know what to do like you just go with whatever but that parking garage it was not only so loud it was a big mortar because that entire bottom level of the parking garage filled with smoke Mm. and you couldn't even see three feet in front of you the entire parking garage (sighs) and that whole bottom parking garage doesn't have sides so it opens up to like the outside and then the top level there's no roof on it Mm -hmm. so that whole bottom level literally you couldn't see anything in front of you it's a huge parking garage so it was a big firework this sounds like a scene out of a movie I mean this is crazy did you guys able to chase them or get a Uh, license plate no at that point in time it was I mean they as soon as it went off they screeched out and that was it and my um so I end up driving home because I I actually like to drive and so Mm -hmm. I and I kind of I did feel kind of funny and I'd never I'd had a small concussion the year before something uh, fell out of a closet and clocked me (laughs) and I only felt symptoms for like three weeks but I didn't but that's the only other thing so I drove home and I went to bed right away I took some medicine went to bed and the next day was Wednesday and I felt off I felt weird Mm -hmm. my brain did not feel right um it's kind of like when you're so hungover that you literally, I mean, you just can't think like nothing, but I wasn't hungover. And so then that kind of made me a little nervous and I would talk to the kids and I would talk to Brian and they're like, I don't know what you're saying. And so then I was working because it was a work week and I just, stuff I've been doing every day for so many years, all of a sudden wasn't really making sense to me. But I thought, well, maybe this is just like a really bad headache or migraine. Mm-hmm. And because you can feel foggy. I'm a yeah. migraine sufferer too. And yeah. you do, you feel it's fo- yeah. foggy, but yet there's the pain also. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how it felt, but in intensified. Mm-hmm. But at least with that history of like chronic headaches and migraines, you're aware of what's going on and right. how you feel. Whereas this was like, I just not, I'm not sure I make sense in my own brain. So that kind of scared me. So by Thursday, Brian looked at me and said, if you don't drive yourself someplace, I'm going to drive you. 
something's wrong. And my kids felt it too. Mm -hmm. I kept saying things and they're like, mom, what are you trying to say? And I had known enough about injuries from one of my kids to know that that is not okay. (laughs) Like when people are talking that's like almost have, like having a stroke. I was, those were words aneurysm. I was just going to yeah. say. That's what people do during a yeah. stroke. Yeah. And so I went to urgent care. My husband had to work. So I went to urgent care. And urgent care thought I was having or could be having a brain aneurysm. Oh, so gosh, Brian terrifying. had to not go to work at that time, pick me up, take me to the ER, which I had a special slip to go to the ER I was actually under like urgency and the urgency at the time because we it was during a COVID an Mm. organ COVID flare last year I had to wait five hours to be seen and that was for an urgency that's how packed it was but they didn't want me leaving either so I got in uh Brian dropped me off. My sister was going to take me home. And the ER doctor said, well, it seems like you have a bad migraine. We're just going to give you a cocktail, which I'd had many times before. And usually those cocktails for headaches and migraines. Is it the shot in the ass? It is. I love that one. Yeah. (laughs) It hurts like a bitch when it goes in, but it feels so fucking good. It does. It does. And those I've been missing out. (laughs) Yes. Those are huge. They are amazing. Yeah. And those used to work for like three days after. That shot worked for like three hours. Oh, my God. And then it was absolutely, I mean, it just like everything was ringing and not making sense. So, of course, you know, when you leave the hospital, it says follow up with your doctor. And I almost wasn't going to follow up with my doctor, but they called me. And I said, you know, I I am not feeling well. Like I'm nauseous. I the short term memory, long term memory is pretty much gone. I have a headache. I feel like my brain has thrown up. Nothing <laughs> makes sense. And they said, yeah, come in uh, right away. So I came in. Um, that was on. Tuesday. Now it's been a whole week from the incident. And my doctor, I had Brian go with me because I wanted her to hear from him Mm -hmm. just how I was reacting because I actually could not trust myself at the time. I didn't know what I was thinking or feeling was actually what was actually coming out. And, um, Brian had played football and had had concussions and he's like it sounds like a concussion to me but you know obviously it wasn't smacked Mm -hmm. and she was like it does sound like a concussion um let me uh let me contact a neuro team so did you but you told her about the explosion Mm -hmm. I told her about the explosion the incident that's why she thought it was a concussion as well. I certainly had concussion symptoms. And she reached out with the neuro team and they said I had and have a sound wave concussion. And it's the same kind that military get when Jeez. bombs go off. Oh. And it literally like rattles and <clears throat> shakes in your head and it, and not only, I mean, headache, 
headaches and migraines. You have like five to you know, maybe 10 symptoms. This was like 30 symptoms and it was all happening <laughs> at the same time. And I couldn't do anything. I mean, it hurt to think, it hurt to like think of mundane things. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop working right away. So I couldn't work at all for 10 days. And, um, and I had all of these specialists. So I have nine specialists who've been trying to put me back together. And one of the best, I'm a visual person. I saw my concussion specialist. So I have my regular doctor. I had a neuro team that my doctor was consulting with and still consults with. I have my regular neurologist. I have my chiropractor who is making sure I have shoulder, neck, head adjustments. I have my masseuse because you get a concussion and it affects your whole body, but your shoulders, your neck, like your head. I have um, an ophthalmologist, like my regular ophthalmologist, who's part of this team. I have a neuro-ophthalmologist, which they, a neuro-ophthalmologist is basically the neurologist piece, but from a visual perspective. So my concussion, while did harm my ears or my left ear, it has greatly affected my eyes and my mm. eyesight, which is why oh. I can't drive farther. Like a year later, still can't drive much farther than an hour away. Um, I My eyesight hasn't changed necessarily like in vision, distance, or near or far, mm-hmm. but my eyes will shake. My, um, my eyes, I used to get a twitch, but sometimes I'll get that twitch 24 hours for days, sometimes weeks, and it's due to like brain stress. Is it, is it the is it your lid or is the actual eye that's twitching? It well, I can my eye will actually twitch, and then it's also the lid. And so um, lights greatly affect me, um, and they affected me before this with the headache stuff. But um, the other piece is like, okay, well, y'all know, or most people know, I have ADD, ADHD. So like, if you're driving. Um, you, for me, because I'm a hyper-minded thinker, I am aware of my surroundings and I can kind of easily shift between, oh my gosh, this car just pulled out in front of somebody else. So I'm a swerve or whatever, Mm -hmm. but in a concussion state, you no longer have that like hyper-minded whatever. So everything that I've known myself to think and be has now it's now feeling like toddler mode. <laughs> so I thought I could drive well during the day, but I actually can drive better at night because at night you don't see, it's dark, so you don't see all the interacting. It's like overstimulation yeah. if you drive and during the day. it seriously yeah. harms your brain when you're in this uh, volatile state. So driving has affected me. Mm-hmm. So... I have the neuro-ophthalmologist. I have an uh, ENT for the earpiece of it. I have a concussion specialist. There's one more. I had a speech therapist. And I have two 
at least two other therapies I have to do, but haven't done yet. You do the, and you're, you did the Botox. Oh, the, the Botox is new. The Botox, I, the Botox, uh, I just, um, got prescribed and covered and the Botox is supposed to work for three to four months. I got it. I felt instant pain relief from the frontal piece of my head and my brain. I could still feel like deep internal pain. Um, but for me, sometimes the frontal pain is like the worst. And that's what causes you to like squint and then you like your, your face hurts. Your forehead looks and, amazing. Oh, well, <laughs> Thanks. It does. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. It does, actually. Is the pain yeah. uh, like behind your eyes? It's behind my eyes. It's horribly in my temple. Oh. Matter of fact, after the incident, I couldn't even brush my hair. Oh. That's how bad. And I still have that to this day. It's just some days I could totally brush my hair. And other days, like these last two weeks, have been horrible. And it literally hurts to brush through my hair or touch my head. Like, I can't sleep on that side in a pillow. Oh, my God. And there's not anything you can really do. You could do the Botox, which is fairly new for that. Um, I take um, nerve medication. Um, I take some pain medication that isn't, I mean, it's... um, tramadol which is used after surgery and I I do take some toradol Mm. um but the nerve medication makes you super sleepy because it's like trying to work and kind of like heal these um neural pathways that are super sensitive right now and they do help I just feel super groggy the next day um I do take those meds at night um but there's not much else else you can do. So when I saw the concussion specialist, the concussion concussion specialist gave me a picture that was very helpful. When you have a concussion, that's just like the the word, the spectrum. And so what he said is, think of your brain as a bucket. Now all of a sudden, you have each symptom you have is a hole. And it's like leaking out of the bucket. And you want to get help at the same time. You want to correct all these things. (laughs) Heather's alarm (laughs) just went off and I also have a mouthful of food. (laughs) No worries. Pardon us. So you wanna you wanna take this bucket. He basically says you have like 30 symptoms. And they're all pouring out of this bucket. And optimally, what is best is to heal or try to heal all the symptoms at one time. But that costs money, mm-hmm. a lot of money. It requires insurance to get involved. It you know, requires nine specialists. And I still have two that I haven't seen yet. And so... He just said, keep thinking of it that way, is that this is a slow process. So they were hoping the healing would take, like, optimally six months. But for a sound wave concussion or even a severe concussion, it could take longer than that. And now I belong to a concussion community, and um, it's a lot longer. Like, a year is still very much 
in the newbie zone. Like even two to three years is still very much in the newbie zone. So um, the things that I went from, you know, having 10 days off at the beginning to then working two, two, one to three hours for weeks, then several weeks after that, then it was like four to five hours. Most days, I think it was more like four hours. And then in January, a uh, part of a concussion is short-term memory or long-term memory can be gone. For me, it was short-term memory. And the state had made a phone call that I didn't return after the accident. And they had garnished my wages because I hadn't called them back to set up like a tax repayment plan. And even though I had had this accident and all my doctors filled out forms and letters, they wouldn't postpone it and they wouldn't let me make small payments. That reminds me of something I have to work on. <laughs> that just adds a whole nother level yes. of stress. So while, when, so this happened in July, this, I literally got the letter about a week before Christmas and so um oh even at the holidays yeah oh wow merry (laughs) freaking christmas yeah thanks so (laughs) then i had to increase my my hours and um but i was not um i didn't have permission to go back to work more hours four to five in a in a after i'm hearing uh, now that i'm in this community um, community like a group? yeah the community mm. the concussion community um lots of people couldn't work for a couple of years they oh, went wow. on short-term and long-term mm. disability for quite some time but I was like I can't do that like there's three kids at home we mm. live in Oregon it's super expensive yes. to live where we are we can't you know everybody's like oh we'll move well I'm sorry oh. that there's us you know cost of that there's oh, the, yeah. the cost of that I was like there's uh, dad, a, a parenting plan, like all these things, you can't just up and move. So, um, the other thing, so symptoms are, um, I used to be pretty good about losing, you know, something would go out of my mind and then I could retract it pretty well. Uh, yeah, that doesn't really exist very much anymore. Um, short term memories, like, pretty horrible long-term memory and relationship things I still really very much remember those things um I have horrible eye pain head pain um I am disorientated nauseous uh balance like vertigo type stuff is off and on uh I got a horrible tremor after this in my left hand so uh, it did go away for like three weeks um, I want to say around December January but then it came back but it's like if I um, do eye makeup or put my contacts in or curl my hair some days I can't do that Isabel will help me other days I just let it go but it could get really bad and under stressful situations like my sister got married and it was beautiful and wonderful and it wasn't really stressful but it was extremely overly stimulating right. and I shook so bad couldn't do my hair couldn't do my makeup 
you know, so I've poked myself in the eye multiple times. I don't really carry hot things because I've made messes on the floor. So that is a huge adjustment because I'll be in public. I don't really care what people think, but, you know, being almost 45, there's no reason you should be shaking so bad that you can't hold something Mm -hmm. or whatever. So that's been um, hard. It's a blessing that what I do in my job, while the information changes every month, the procedures and steps don't change. So I don't forget the steps, but there are some certain projects that I forget to do. (laughs) And so my boss just knows he sends me a reminder every week to remind me. Um, There's... I mean, all, I probably, out of the 30 symptoms-ish, I still probably have 20. Some days it's hard to get out of bed. Um, I'm a huge planner. That's a huge part of my ADD. But um, my routine, my schedule, my husband will laugh because this is, this is literally how I survive life. But we are like, four weeks I plan four weeks in advance everything is so scheduled I mean if things fall apart that's fine I can handle that but when I'm having bad head flares I can't even get through like a couple hours let alone a day or plan ahead a month so this has greatly affected my life um I will say that my head, like, I think for all of us getting older, especially if you have like brain uh, hardships, like ADD, ADHD, anything like that, or a degenerative type of disease, it's hard to feel good to like work out. Mm-hmm. Let's say you break your arm. It's your brain that tells your body that you can keep going forward. If you have surgery, you know, a couple of years ago I had surgery. My brain kept telling me when it, when the doctor gave the okay, okay, it's time to exercise, it's time to do these things. Okay, it's my brain who pushed me through those things. When your brain is broken, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and it can't tell you, um, it, can, it tells you barely to get out of bed. It's hard to do all the other things have you ever gotten a scan like uh I had a CT scan and an MRI and what and does it show everything it's normal like matter okay um, so nothing was injured from but, like a from like, like a, a concussion like some brain yeah like so a, it like shows a, normal brain inflammation but oh, there was no like, like a blood a or, or, or yeah yeah and how about, and have they ever done like those contrasting things that they, and they can test when you're saying something and then it, they mm. see what part of the brain it's using? Have they done, have they gone that far yet? Or No, does, because they don't offer those things in that kind of level. They don't do those for normal concussions. Though more, more of this those is types not a normal things, concussion. <laughs> more of those types of things are offered in more private sector type mm. of things. So because um, it would be interesting or maybe even help with your progress if you oh, knew yeah. exactly what like if it's on oh, your yeah. left side mm-hmm. you know maybe there's other 
more advanced treatments that could help. So what they do uh, with that piece, which is, you wouldn't think this is it, but speech therapy is actually what helps with those kinds of things. Speech therapy isn't so much about speech. It's actually more about how your your brain communicates with uh, the rest of your body, not necessarily how it comes out vocally. So they give you loads of tools. So for an example, when I saw the speech therapist, I literally cried the first 45 minutes of my appointment with her, and she gave me all these tests. And one of them, I think lots of us have heard, they'll give you like uh, seven words or nine words. And then they'll, uh, they're simple words like dog, cook, oh, you know, yeah. simple words. <laughs> and then they will tell you to give them back. Like right after, I couldn't give one. Mm-hmm. I can remember one. And so then she was like, okay. And so then she would repeat those words. I even remember some of those words now. But then that first day, I couldn't remember them at all. So she gave me those first words, and she was like, now I'm going to read a paragraph. Mm. And it's like three sentences or four sentences. And she's like, I want you to read a, repeat it back. And I remember two words out of the whole thing. And she was like, okay, now do you remember any of those words? And I was like, no, I didn't remember them then. I certainly don't remember them now. And then she would have me write them, and then I would forget how to say them. And so it was literally like learning how to talk and learning how to think and speak um, because it was just all a mess. And so she taught me um, several exercises, and they're simple exercises, but they're stuff that you had to do every day. Matter of fact, uh, one, I felt very odd. I still feel odd to this day. Don't do it on a, as much as I should. But from uh, basic thinking, I'd be like, I can't even remember what I'm supposed to remember. And she'd be like, oh, well, write it down. And I was like, I can't even remember to look at the piece of paper to then figure out what I'm doing. So then she's like, set alarms. So I set alarms and everything had like a little label on it. And if I couldn't do it right then, then it was gone mm-hmm. and it would never come back. And so she would say, she was like, Amy, you need more breaks. And so I'd be like, okay, well, like, what does that mean? And she'd say, I need you to take like a 10 minute break every maybe like 45 minutes. So now I really have to think. Now I have to think like every 45 minutes, take a break. I'm in normal life. I can't even remember to eat a meal. So now like now I got to remember to take a break every 45 minutes. And she would say, when you take a break or you have to leave, let's say you have to go take your kids somewhere, you have to tell the room, the environment, your computer, whatever it is. I would have to say this out loud. I'm stopping typing this subject, whatever it was that I was working on. I'm going to take my child to here. And when I come back, I need to do this. And I would have to speak that into the air. That does seem like it would be awkward. But every single time I took a break. 
Because oh. then I would forget what I would do. Because you couldn't depend there. on your brain. I couldn't mm-hmm. depend on my brain at all. Wow. Matter of fact, driving. So at, at the beginning, I couldn't drive for like three months. I couldn't drive very much. I will say, actually, at the beginning, I did drive more than I was supposed to because yeah. we didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah. Then I had to stop driving or just stay in, like, the bubble. And then after that, um, I could start driving. But I had to do things like on bowling nights, which I did quit bowling for a long time. But as an example, I would put my bowling bag up front because I would drive and literally forget where I was going. And I would have to pull over and scrounge and find something that reminded me of when it, where I was going. So like grocery shopping, which I only did a few things, I would leave my grocery list on the spare seat to tell me where I was going. I, I actually do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually have to do that. Sometimes I, I will get out of the driveway and I, would, and I either go right or left, depending on where I'm going. Sure. And then I'm going the wrong way. I'm like, shit, where was I going? Where was you I going, going again? Yeah. And the, I, I know, I know that's part of my yeah. neurodiversity, oh, yeah. dyslexia and everything else that goes along with it. It's, it is, it is a struggle for me to it, be honest. And that's, but that for me is more distraction that probably yes. the, than the, yours is a, an actual brain and function. I get, yes. And I get what you're saying because I have struggled with that in my ADD, especially when the kids were little and there was like yelling and craziness. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, now I have no idea where we're going. Um, and I still, I have those issues now to this day, but it wasn't distraction. It was literally my brain has just stopped working for a minute or a couple minutes I have to tell the kids if they're coming with me where we're gonna go and what we're gonna do because they still have to remind me you're going the wrong way you took the wrong exit (laughs) like I haven't gotten lost where I'm at Mm -hmm. but I just lose the train of thought and so and still to this day it's very some things some things I will say like I've gotten better. Like, I remember the tools now. I don't always use the tools, but I remember the tools. When I forget the tools, I have a family member who has some similar issues. We can talk, and then they help me get back on track. But um, some of these things, though, they're like, some of this stuff feels like it was like a few days after the accident. Like, it's very apparent. We need to protect our heads, our noggins. Yeah, we need to... Mm-hmm. I, I know don't. it. I know, and it's. I know it's pretty traumatic for kids under five. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where doctors like you can have permanent mm-hmm. damage. Yeah. Um. But even as an adult, you know, I've never heard of any of this be- until you've told me, and um, it totally is. It's mind blowing, and it is. And it- I, I, we can. I know uh, Heather and I can see your struggles mm-hmm. um, oh yeah some days oh, more yeah. than others yeah no and absolutely it's, it's definitely- some days I can I'm so on it and I feel mm-hmm. it my whole family feels it and then other days it's just gone like I could just can't there's nothing you could do to push your brain to work better <laughs> like I I try to 
you know, not indulge in things like y'all know, I don't drink alcohol very much anymore, at least not like I did before this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't drink caffeine very much. While ca- caffeine can really help with the ADD, ADD ADHD stuff, uh, caffeine's horrible on brain injuries or degenerative type of injuries. And so it's, it, in, it stimulates your brain from an internal perspective. Then you have the external piece and it's like your brain's on overdrive and then it just like dies like an engine. <laughs> it just <laughs> dies. <laughs> and you just can't do anything about it. So, um, I, I started a accountability thing with a friend of mine for like eating and losing weight and, and not about weight, but just feeling better. Like mm-hmm. I have some extra pounds that I for sure know are not helping me feel good. And um, he's doing phenomenal with it. And at first I was kind of like hard about it because I haven't worked out at all, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did walk a couple days, but I have to remember part of taking care of yourself and an overall health perspective is, um, is taking, is remembering the things you are doing, especially with injuries. I have eaten way more than I normally eat. I'm not a big eater. My ADD, which, uh, for me, I literally am not hungry. It happens with people, and I'm not medicated, so I know that's a common thing after people are medicated, but I forget to eat. My body doesn't tell me when I'm hungry. So now the fact that I I have this other degree of not remembering to eat. So it's like I have been eating more. I hate water. (laughs) (laughs) I hate water. Um, And so I'm drinking more water and I'm trying to talk better to myself. So while I told my accountability partner, I haven't done all the things. I have done way more in some other things that are just as just taking a step is what matters. I mean, just a step. Uh, That's, I mean, so you have to hug yourself and pat yourself on the back because this is, it's overwhelming to me. Yeah. I mean, to think about everything you have to do to retrain Mm -hmm. your brain. Totally. Oh, it is. It's, 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 I have never nothing. I've been through a lot of things in life and with kids, nothing ever could prepare me (laughs) for this kind of event. Right. And how to, you know, go forward on something like this. And it'd be easy if I could just say it was just me or it's me and my spouse, but it's like me, my spouse, uh, my work schedule. I I have three children, like three children to be present for and all the other added pieces to that. And so our podcast, I know, and I I know we, we kind of, lean and push each other and and I mean it's there's some we we've obviously come into some challenges and I mean we're working through it and um but I think we we all need Mm -hmm. to give ourselves some grace here yeah um um and my my doctors actually did I mean when I signed up to when we were doing our business and the podcast and I told family and friends who knew about the injury everybody kind of looked at me funny like 
This is another thing you're putting on Mm -hmm. your plate. However, my doctors and my specialists knew what we were going to be doing. And they did keep telling me and encouraging me that your brain heals through the things that you find passion in. Your brain heals with nature, your brain. And that's, I mean, not just a concussion thing. That's a degenerative, that is a mental illness or hardship kind of thing. So it's like, do nature, paint. If this podcast brings you fun and support and it is a overall good thing that makes you think of good things, it's good for you to keep doing Mm -hmm. because it, um, because it's offering you that outlet that you need to have. You need to have those outlets. Otherwise, your brain isn't going to heal from an internal perspective. Yeah. Oh, my God. Amy, I am so sorry so. you're going through all this. I knew parts of it, but <clears throat> right. when you put it all in in like this package, it's like... Exactly. Yeah. This, this was really helpful, actually, because, yeah, like Sophie said, I mean, we knew about it, but sure. not really the extent yeah. of how much it is affecting yeah. I was gonna say has affected but is affecting, affecting your life and um i just I know this podcast is about your story but I'm gonna put a little thing in there yeah. I've had a brain injury before mm-hmm. too and we can talk about that another time it can be a whole nother thing but it was from a bad car accident oh. so a lot of the things mm-hmm. that you're talking about I've been to a lot of the specialists and stuff too but yeah that's a whole nother story oh. but um it, I wow. don't think I necessarily <clears throat> put it in one place you know like when you see all these specialists or whatever it's excuse me it's you know you're seeing your concussion specialist so you're just talking about the concussive side the speech therapist you're just talking about the speech therapy side like the Botox thing now doing the Botox piece of it and so up until this week I haven't really had to put it into like a all words big picture kind of thing it's mostly like little pieces here and there Mm -hmm. and that's how my life is so um I'm sure this is going to be very helpful for people yeah um either even on the compassion side to to learn to be empathetic for people yes well you just don't know right you don't and that actually has hit me so hard hard because I we all have family we all have family. I mean, it could be grandparents, but we all have family who at some point in time couldn't remember your name, mm-hmm. couldn't remember memories you had with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand mm-hmm. until you're in your 45-year-old body <clears throat> and brain the hardship that either it takes to remember or the loneliness you feel when everybody else remembers things that you can't even, you, you knew once upon a time, you knew those things. You can't even get them out yourself. And so that for me has been huge. Mm-hmm. When I see people, children, older, <laughs> the grandparents, our parents, whatever, I see them struggle and -hmm. people commonly say oh they'll you know they'll remember or oh you remember that Mm -hmm. or I just told you how could you not remember or I just told you or whatever it is whatever the comment is Mm -hmm. when you when I can't remember I'm I am telling you I fucking can't remember and there's nothing that you could do to get me to remember until my brain like recharges itself 
and can remember. Sometimes I can't remember it at, at all. But um, but it certainly, for sure, has made me more aware and more compassionate to myself, to others as we get older. You know, we, especially moms, we, we oh, do yeah, things. You go we the- supercharge ourselves because we tell, there are little people that depend on us, even if they're big. They're all tall, big teenagers, mm-hmm. but they depend mm-hmm. on me. And we, as women, we supercharge ourselves and we just do it because we need to. It's kind of that fight or flight. But when that doesn't happen, when he can't pull out the old tricks, it's yeah. life altering. So. Oh my God. Thank Deep you breath. so much. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. This was very that- helpful. Very good. And you actually, in my opinion, articulated it very well. Um, it was a great timeline. It puts it all into perspective and, and easy to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. We love you. I love you guys too. Thanks for being patient with me. I think we all deserve it. I I feel like I need to say that. Thanks for being patient with me. Uh, Holy crap. Oh my God. We're all. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll be fine. Like everything is going to be fine. We're plugging along. We're plugging along. I think we have each other and I think we have, um, I, I, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Um, it's called just, just uh jack and will it's the um you know from will and grace oh and the the um the man that um helped create it he said that the will and grace the reason why they called it will and grace for the names yeah was because of an old adage about having will like the power oh, yes and to give grace to yourself Oh, that's I just got goosebumps. I, I know. I, when you I feel said like that, that could be a tattoo thing. Like I, Alex was exactly, <laughs> talking about a couple weeks that's ago. Exactly where my brain you just went. Have to a tattoo. Give yourself a will yeah. and and the just grace. Like yeah, and just like Alex's tattoos. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot. Forgive was one of them. Forgiveness, forgiveness, and gratitude. Gratitude. gratitude yeah. yeah. So we need oh. will and grace, forgiveness, gratitude. gratitude. Yeah, I know. We're gonna have all these words tattooed <laughs> all over our body. <laughs> hey, I'm totally a fan of that. Oh my gosh. Well. Thank you. Uh, once again, this was a really, uh, this felt good today. Yeah, yeah, it did. All right. Considering we were late and everything oh, else was going man. on. It was really you guys well don't done. even want to know. It's all good. All right. All good. Okay. Will so, and Grace. Woohoo. Will and Grace. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Just a reminder, this podcast is presented solely for entertainment and educational purposes. We are just friends, me, Amy, and Heather. We're not qualified professionals. This is not intended to replace any professional physician, doctor, medical advice, um, or what have you. We are just friends talking about our experiences And just want to make sure that you take the healthy route and be safe and happy. Love you. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us. And we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. 
Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop.yourstory at gmail.com. Until next week. Bye. Bye.